Welcome into a brand new episode of Perfectly Average, the perfect podcast about perfectly average movies. And I'm once again joined by my co-host, Austin Garrett. Austin, what's up? Not much, Zach. What's up with you? Oh, not a whole lot. Just still figuring out summer plans and watching a ton of movies. And I'm really excited to figure out and, uh, and dissect our thoughts about the movie we're talking about this week. And that movie is Sonic the Hedgehog which yeah. is a movie I have been wanting to talk about for a while because I watched it by myself. I know, kind of sad. I watched it by myself and didn't talk to anyone after I watched it and still haven't really told anyone what I think about it. So I'm excited to uh, to, to talk about this with you. Yeah, I was, I'm excited to talk about it too. I I had a really good time watching it and I didn't expect that. And before we get into the movie and the, the, its box office and how people received it and everything, I want to ask you about your personal relationship with Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, whether, I know it's kind of a weird question, personal relationship, but uh, <laughs> do you feel a sense of nostalgia for it? Did you ever play the video games? Did you watch the cartoons, all that kind of stuff? I played, I can't remember which game it was, but I played one of the games on uh, PlayStation. Um on my PS2, so a long time ago, back when I was in elementary school. Uh, And I remember thinking, this is the coolest, like, I didn't play it very much. I didn't play most of the Sonic games, but I played that one, and it was awesome. And, uh, but I never had, like, a, like, a Saturday morning cartoons uh, experience with it. Yeah, so for me, growing up, I watched pretty much every Saturday it'd be the 2003 Ninja Turtles show, which was fantastic. Yep. And then either right before or right after it would be Sonic the Hedgehog or Transformers, mm. one of the two. And so I watched Sonic the cartoon a lot more than I play the video games, but I'm pretty sure I had Sonic, a version of Sonic for my Game Boy Advance I had oh. growing up. Nice. Um, and so I think I had some exposure to the video game there, but most of my exposure to Sonic is via the cartoon which i know isn't the case for a lot of people and especially a lot of people in their late 20s early 30s most of them know him just from the the video games um but i did want to ask you that because i do think it affects your enjoyment of this movie one way or the other how attached or not attached you are to the character yeah and now i kind of want to get into how this movie was kind of released i guess uh it took it had a weird life cycle um it was supposed to come out like a year ago yeah and then they dropped the first trailer and everyone hated it yeah people lost their minds and after a week or so of just constant backlash they were like hey we're gonna fix it but (laughs) we're gonna have to push the release date back and then so we had to wait a little while longer and we got it in February of this year. And I do want to know how did, what was your reaction to that first trailer? It looked nothing like Sonic. Uh, it looked probably more accurate to what an actual hedgehog looks like. But if people are going to go see a Sonic movie, they don't want to see an actual hedgehog. They want to see their beloved Sonic. Um, <laughs> what do you think of the, uh, original trailer i in some ways i get the freak out but in other ways i was like okay it's another video game movie it's probably not going to be very good anyway in that i don't think changing the character's design is going to change that yep 
but we'll get into this in a second. It definitely does change it. <laughs> yeah. Which I wasn't expecting it to before I watched it. I was thinking while watching it for the first time, like, what if this looked like the original version they put out? And I was like, I don't think I would like it very much. <laughs> no, no, because part of the the charm of Sonic in the movie is he's kind of cute. He's kind of, you know, just like lovable. And the original thing they posted was, not cute and lovable it'd be kind of scary yeah it looked like they tried to do more realistic Mm -hmm. version and like try to make him look like a hedgehog i guess like a real hedgehog yeah but after watching the movie and seeing how cartoonish the rest of it is it would have not made any sense for him to look the way he does yeah it would have looked super weird and this is one of the biggest movies of this year i know that's kind of a weird thing to to say because we haven't gotten very many movies this year um it honestly until probably friday june 12th it would probably be in my best picture nominees (laughs) just based on how this year has gone Uh, yeah after spike leaves the five bloods comes out that'll probably change but at this moment it is in my best picture nominees list um and did very well at the box office and for a video game movie yeah uh, it did really well with critics too i was kind of shocked to see that this movie wasn't hated on by most critics um some of the some of the reviews on rotten tomatoes it was cute and fun it was what i've been asking for honestly and those are some of the from andrew galdi and uh and avril haley uh just a couple reviews that really sum up kind of how i feel about it too um but yeah i was i was pleasantly surprised to see how critics responded to this yeah with most of the the video game movies that have come out, the Assassin's Creed and wasn't there a world of Warcraft video game Yes, or movie. And it's supposed then, to be huge. Yeah. And that one looked terrible. Um, and so I didn't have high hopes, but it really was fun and it was enjoyable and it was cute. Like it's the perfect animated kids movie about a video game that they never played. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and we use Letterboxd mostly to, to pick the movies we do on here. Um, and it has a 2.9 out of 5 over there on Letterboxd. So about what we look for, we typically look for three, uh, 3 out of 5 in that range to kind of decide whether or not this movie fits the criteria. And this one does pretty much on the money. But we'll get into how we feel about the movie itself in just a minute. Uh, I mentioned that it did really well at the box office. It was on pace to break some February records and and different things like that before obviously COVID-19 kind of shut everything down and it only got about a month in theaters. Um, But Austin, you didn't get to see this in theaters, right? No, I did not. I rented it on Amazon the other night. I didn't either. But when I watched it at home, I wanted to make sure that since I was one of the people kind of complaining about how (laughs) Sonic looked that I should pay to see the movie because yeah, these people worked hard enough to change it for me and to make it yep. pleasurable to the eye and to make Sonic look cool. And they took the time to do that when they didn't have to. So I thought I would spend a few bucks and, and watch it that way as well. It was definitely worth the $4 I spent to rent it. Yeah, for sure. So what were your expectations going in? I, I know we talked about it was kind of everything we wanted it to be, but did you have any specific expectations or things that you were wanting from it? Um, I love Ben Schwartz, uh, John Ralphio or, you know, uh, I love him. And so I was expecting some funny Ben Schwartz moments, uh, some funny 
classic uh, Jim Carrey and some sort of sci-fi video game uh, quest. And I think it checked all the boxes for me. What were you kind of hoping to get out of it? Uh, full honesty, I thought it was going to be horrible. Um, <laughs> so I did in, I. I went in expecting Hop, the sequel. I went in expecting Alvin and the Chipmunks 5. I went in expecting all of those horrible CGI road trip movies. That all um, that all star James Marsden. That all star James Marsden in some capacity. And that's what I was expecting out of this. Um, but I think it's uh, better directed than those movies. I think it's, yeah. the script is funnier than those movies. I think the the casting is also a little bit better than those movies I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, those franchises and uh so going in i thought it was gonna be horrible it wasn't um i i had a good time with it the action's cool it's funny and the cast is great and all that but honestly going in i was expecting a train wreck uh, yeah pretty much from the get-go yeah and we didn't get a train wreck so well done yeah thankful to all those who worked on this to make it uh you know, a competent film. And I think the thing that really stands out to me about this compared to a hop or Alvin and the chipmunks or whatever, is this really feels like a labor of love from the Mm -hmm. people who are making it that they really, really care about the, not just the source material, but they really do care about telling a story and making you like these characters. And I really appreciated that. And it's also just a difference when you have a bunch of, likable charismatic actors playing the roles in the movie um it puts your baseline (laughs) at a higher higher spot yeah and uh you see that jim carrey's casted in it as dr robotnik which is just great casting but yeah based on what jim carrey's done recently i mean he's done some dramatic stuff that's been pretty good but his comedy stuff hasn't been great i mean i think of like mr popper's penguins like 10 years ago that wasn't very great and yeah, think of some kids movies like that that he's been in where he's tried to be funny and it just hasn't worked right like it just hasn't landed the right way um and so i was a little nervous about that too um about jim carrey and jim carrey is amazing in this movie but going in i had some reservations yeah it's it plays to his strengths. He can be over the top and obnoxious and it's fitting um, because he's acting across from a CGI uh, hedgehog, a blue hedgehog. Yep. And so nothing about the movie takes itself all that seriously. Uh, but it does have some moments of heart that are like, mm-hmm. where did that come from? But yep. it's, it's much appreciated. Yeah. And I, I do want to talk about, Jim Carrey here for a second because I do think he is the standout of the movie. I mean, Ben Schwartz is great as Sonic, but he also does a lot of voice work elsewhere and is also mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, ben Schwartz is Leonardo in the current uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle show, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and he's great in that too. And he's a great voice actor. He's in DuckTales. And so I was expecting he's BB-8. Ben Schwartz. And, yes, and BB-8. So I was expecting Ben Schwartz to be a very competent voice actor. and. Mm-hmm was really just expecting him to, to be good and fine as Sonic, but he was yeah. great too. Yeah. But Jim Carrey definitely stole the show, I think. And one of the actors who surprised me, I don't want to say the most, but who I was expecting to kind of eye roll at the most was James Marsden. Not yep. because I don't love James Marsden. I truly do. I think he's a wonderful actor. I think he's great. 
but he keeps doing these kinds of movies that I don't like. Like I just despise, to be quite yeah. honest. And he keeps doing it. He, um, those checks must be pretty big. So yeah, <laughs> they, they, they they would have to be because I mean he did Hop, which has a a, a scene in a car that's almost exactly identical yeah. to a scene in this movie. <laughs> and I'm like, James, dude, can you please do something else? But he's perfectly likable here. Yeah. I also like him in Enchanted, which is another kind of like goofy one. Goofy kids movie, but uh, I think he's a very competent actor. Obviously, he's Cyclops and kind of got wasted in the X Men franchise, but yeah. Uh, I, I think he does a pretty good job here. But I do want to ask you, what were what were some of your, your issues with Sonic the Hedgehog? Oh man. Um there was a lull in the middle of the movie. Um the movie starts really like I don't know. I f- thought the movie was really funny at the beginning of the movie and um in some ways it was kind of imbalanced because most of the really funny moments happened in the first half of the movie and then it's like kind of rushing to finish the plot uh toward the end of the movie mm-hmm. so there are fewer and fewer jokes. Um so the just the distribution of the jokes um and there was something else while i'm thinking of it what were some of the issues that you might have had yeah my biggest one is that most of the movie takes place in montana and not a fan (laughs) (laughs) not of montana as a state but you know the first five minutes of the movie are in this really cool world that sonic lives in and has all these rings for him to go through and all these like ramps and hills and mountains and stuff for him to run on and uh it's just a lot cooler than montana i guess mm-hmm. is, is yeah about that. um but you know this movie's not really meant for me it's made for you know seven-year-old kids and so some of the humor for me doesn't work but it, it'll make some seven-year-old kid laugh for a while um some fart jokes and poop jokes and you know that yeah i think there are also some sequences that are basically like shot for shot from days of future past with yes um, that's what i was gonna say that's the one yep with quicksilver in that which are some awesome sequences and i don't blame sonic the hedgehog for choosing to to go that route with some of it uh but it was just like really for me as someone who loves likes days of future past a lot it was mm-hmm. very on the nose and noticeable. Like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. <laughs> and not only did they do it once, but they did it twice. Yes. Uh, yeah. It was it was cool when he did it in the 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 saloon, the bar fight scene. Mm-hmm. Like that was pretty funny. That was pretty enjoyable. Uh, I didn't think they needed to go back to the well a second time. Uh, and even when they did it the first time, it was like, okay, I know what this is. I've seen this before. Yeah, and other, my other issues are really just bones i would have to pick with any other kids movie that is like this mm-hmm. um the plot is mostly predictable and yeah. the tropes are all the same the story goes exactly where you think it's going to and they don't really pull any twists out from under you or really catch you off guard at all it's exactly what you think it's going to be for the entire runtime yep yeah the entire time um the only other i remembered another bone i had to pick it's pretty minor. Uh, I didn't find Adam Pally's character to be very funny at all. Mm. Um, I just thought his his character was just dumb cop. 
yeah, sure. like dumb small town cop doesn't know how to do anything and mm. it was i don't know i just i wanted i wanted more time with ben schwartz that's really yeah. what i wanted that's fair and another thing i want to mention my, this doesn't really have anything to do with adam pay's character but the product placement in this movie is <laughs> out of this world like yeah the most and i don't know why franchises that i really like power rangers did this a few years ago just have oh, really? the most obscene product placement possible <laughs> like yeah. in the power rangers movie a crispy cream is like the center of the plot like a crispy cream <laughs> donut shop and uh and i was just this movie has something similar in just the of how obvious the product placement is like they're yeah. not hiding it at all like yeah <laughs> there's Two Olive Garden references, yeah, that are that stick out a whole lot uh, when watching us. And I think there's also another one about like searching for apartments on Zillow or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's Zillow, <laughs> Zillow and Olive Garden. The budget for the movie was like I think like eighty five million. They probably got thirty million of the budget just uh, from Zillow and Olive Garden. Yeah, there's actually a, a scene where. Um, a law enforcement figure, FBI or whoever, I can't remember, comes to the door and actually like gives James Marsden's character like an Olive Garden gift card and talks about how like their never ending possible and like it's just like the most on the nose product placement you could ever find. Earlier in the movie, when they start talking about Olive Garden, uh, James Marsden's character basically like just says their slogan like, "Oh, you know, when when I'm here, I feel like I'm with family, or I feel yeah, like I'm yeah. at home." <laughs> it was like, could you could you be any more obvious? It was like, did you ever watch the show Chuck? I'm not. No. Okay. Ch- Chuck kind of does product placement. Uh, more jokingly and more that like their thing is let's how obvious can we make our product placement deal with subway so they make a ton of stuff um so that's kind of what it felt like yeah and i i feel like off garden should should have their own like part of the credits where like seriously just, like, thanks to Olive garden for <laughs> or starring Olive garden or, or something that that shouts them out and zillow too because that one's just pretty ridiculous but I'm surprised that Olive Garden didn't have some sonic themed dish that they started advertising. For for a movie like this, I can forgive those things for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't bother me too much. Same thing with the Power Rangers thing. Like I'm just in it for the for the ride. And okay, there's a Krispy Kreme or there's an Olive Garden reference here and there, or whatever. Um, but it also is like. Could you not be any more subtle about your yeah. product placement? <laughs> I mean, they picked the right movie to put their product placement in. This is the second highest grossing movie of the year and the highest That's grossing true. video game movie of all time. So they placed their bet. <laughs> they they picked they chose the right horse in the race. Yeah, and and uh, as I was thinking, uh, a couple other nitpicks and things that um, didn't quite uh, work for me. Um, we talked about how much we like James Marsden's character. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, some of the character stuff they try to do with him, specifically the one about him being some sort of like domestic terrorist. Uh, yeah. just kind of never goes anywhere. And <laughs> it's like, okay, I don't really need character development for his character. I like, I just really care about Sonic and we'll get into, that's one of my positives about the movies, how much it is Sonic's movie. But um, some of the, like plots and character developments for other characters in the movie just never went anywhere 
and they never explain it. Like he's no. a fugitive on the run, and then they're in San Francisco. Then they're suddenly back in Montana, and Flash and everything's okay, and he's no longer a criminal, I guess. And yeah, ever, yeah. just just what weird on earth? stuff. Uh, yeah, but I do want to also talk to you about the things we we liked about it because if you haven't been able to tell so far. Austin and I both enjoyed ourselves while watching this movie. So there are a lot more positive things to say about it than negative. Uh, yeah. So what are some things that you enjoyed? Uh, Cause I know you told me uh, earlier after you watched it, that you really had a good time with it. Um, I loved Sonic uh, himself. I loved Ben Schwartz lighthearted, you know, he, he usually talks fast anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was kind of a perfect um, typecast and he's a, He's a really good voice actor anyway, and I thought it was a perfect um, fit. Some of the moments where he's – there's one scene where he's um, playing baseball on a diamond Mm -hmm. by himself, and he's running to, like, all over the field, you know, acting out all the different Mm -hmm. parts. And I thought that scene was really funny. And there were just a couple of things that they did in the movie like that um, that I hadn't seen in a movie before and i was like oh this is kind of cool this is fresh you know um the way he was kind of the narrator for at least the first half of it was really cool and um and then they kind of got away from that stuff and so that's what made ripping off days of future past so blatant it was like you did cool stuff early in the movie like stick to that Mm um but that was like the big the big takeaway for me, it was like, I love Ben Schwartz and um, Mm -hmm. there was the one and they, they do add a little bit of heart into it, you know, for sure. They, they drive home. Like if you were in Sonic's position, it would be like a kind of lonely existence. Um, Mm -hmm. If the only person you ever talked to was yourself. And he talks about the relationships, quote unquote relationships Mm -hmm. that he has with these people in the town, but they don't know he's there. And so the whole time he's, he's making a bucket list of the things he wants to do. And the last thing on the bucket list is make a real friend. And, you know, it's a little cheesy, but it was still heartwarming um, and saddening that he was so lonely, but yeah. Yeah. In a world of children's movies that sometimes don't have a real message or there's or they're kind of cynical in nature or mean-spirited. The first one that comes to mind for me, honestly, besides the first one, is the Despicable Me franchise. Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty much since the first one, a lot of the humor, a lot of the... um, A lot of that kind of stuff is really mean-spirited and Mm -hmm. kind of cynical. Yeah. And Sonic was just really wholesome and... uh, a joy experience even though yeah. it was obviously really simple and the story it's telling is isn't isn't very complex or anything but the messages that a kid would get from this movie um i would definitely say hey watch this instead of you know minions or whatever uh, other kids movies are out there that are, are kind of cynical and some of the humor is just kind of mean and and i, I really enjoyed sonic for that but i also the, my biggest uh, takeaway like you said or my biggest the biggest strength of the movie for me is that this is sonic's movie from beginning to end this isn't a uh 
like a lot of the CGI with humans, the, the Smurfs, the Alvin and the Chipmunks. It's like it's a Neil Patrick Harris movie with Smurfs in it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it can be that. Um, but with this one, it's it's Sonic's movie with everybody else in it, and we really spend the most time with him and not James Marsden. Like we don't just ever really spend too much time with just James Marsden by himself or yeah. you know, whatever else. It's really Sonic's movie. And, and that's really refreshing. I want a lot of movies like this. Don't, don't really attempt to do that. Yeah. The movie, I was kind of thinking the movie is kind of like, it's kind of like pizza. Um, it's not, it's not like high class, it's not a high class experience. It's not a sophisticated experience. You kind of know all the beats going into it, but you enjoy it because you know, you know what to expect and it's still, it still delivers on what you expect and it's just a good time. Uh, it's not anything that you will, and maybe this year it'll win best picture, but <laughs> I hope Spike Lee's movie that comes out this week has something to say about that. But. Yeah, no, but like, it's just, a good experience and one that you it it just makes you feel good while you're watching it and then that's it yeah i love that pizza analogy and if we're gonna stick with that the toppings like the pepperoni the sausage whatever mm-hmm. is just jim carrey on yeah. the sonic pizza yes it's, the cheese pizza is fine but put put something else on there jim carrey and elevates it and takes it somewhere else And uh, my favorite Jim Carrey moment from the movie, I I think this is in the trailers, which is kind of unfortunate and kind of another negative is a lot of the movies in the trailers because they had to make up so much for that first one they put out. They had to put basically the whole movie in the following trailers. Um, But there's a scene with Jim Carrey and I forget the actor's name who's in the scene with him. Um, But he asks him if he wants a latte and he like screams at him and it's, it's, because he likes the way he makes them. And it's just so funny and so great. I just love the whole sequence. Yeah, I have no clue how... I don't. I have no clue how much of uh, Jim Carrey's was scripted or how much yes. he just ad-libbed. I also... If, you, if you've uh, followed Jim Carrey's career very much, you know that when he does a movie, he uh, goes into character before they start shooting. He shows up in character and he stays in character the whole time. So I just, I love to think that there's stories of Jim Carrey out there being Dr. Robotnik for weeks (laughs) at a time. Yeah. There are some, also some really good scenes with him in uh, James Marsden's home and Mm -hmm. some really funny dialogue between the two of them. And that's where the, the funniest moments in the movie for me were the, in the moments between Jim Carrey and James Marsden because they were allowed to do more adult humor yep. or humor not aimed at young kids when those two were talking with each other. Yep. And I really appreciated that uh, for, for the non-70-year-olds in the room or with me just the only person in the room. But <laughs> Yeah. And there is a pretty big, when I think about the positives of this movie, we talked about James Marsden, who we liked more than we thought we would. But there is a pretty big like casting what if possibility here that was actually like pretty like, far into development of this movie yeah. uh, where Chris Pratt was lined up to play the character of James Marsden. That, that's not the one that I read. What was the one that you read? I read Paul Rudd. Wow, that's crazy. Hold on. Let me find this. What? And it pulled up. Yep. Oh, you surprised me. So there's actually... 
like promo images of this movie with Chris Pratt as James Marsden's character laying next to Sonic. Hold on. What? This was from 2018. So this is almost two years ago. And uh, I'll send you this picture later. Okay. It is a promo poster of Sonic for the movie. And it is definitely Chris Pratt chilling on the poster. Wow. So. Wow. That would have been such a different movie. Such a different movie. But the Paul Rudd one is interesting too. I I really appreciate that because I just love Paul Rudd. But. I think I think Paul Rudd would have been closer to what James Marsden brought. I feel like the difference between Mar- Marsden and Rudd wouldn't have been as much as it would be for sure. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt would have been so different. Very different, yeah. And also, I, I do feel like Chris Pratt could play the like middle of nowhere cop person, mm-hmm. kind of like yeah, kind of like he does in Parks and Rec, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but he would have been a different kind of character. He basically just would have been Burt Macklin. Yes. Wouldn't wouldn't that have been the crossover event of the century? Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness! And one of the things that we haven't talked about, we talked about how it mimics, um, kind of copies the Days of Future Past action sequences, but for the most part, the action in this movie is handled way better than I could have asked for. Yeah, and they put a lot of effort into into making the action cool and exciting to watch, and fun to follow because some of these movies their third third act action set pieces are just kind of whatever mm-hmm. and their action pieces in general are just kind of whatever but this one there are some really cool moments when sonic just gets to go off and just mm-hmm. be sonic and it's really really cool to look at on screen the cgi was really good in this movie uh i've watched a bunch of i mean i've i have younger brothers so i've seen a bunch of animated stuff and mm. I kind of expected the CGI to be good at times and then really bad at times. I mean, we even get that with Marvel at times, you know, some, some less than ideal shots, Mm -hmm. but the CGI in this was surprisingly really good. Yeah. I, it's also, I don't know. I don't know how to say this the right way, but it's also, you're not really supposed to believe that Sonic is is real mm-hmm. like in a sense like he still looks cartoonish and he doesn't yeah. quite fit in with everything else around him yep i think that's kind of the point yeah with this character design and the and with the way they did it the second time rather than the first time mm-hmm. um so it's not all not all the shots he's in does he fit in or does he ground it in reality but the rest of the movie's not grounded in reality so it doesn't really matter um, yeah. if Jim Carrey was playing like a flat villain who didn't really do much the whole movie and was a pretty realistic quote unquote realistic villain yeah. um, then the cartoonish look for Sonic might not have made sense mm-hmm. since literally everything else in it is basically a live action cartoon Yeah, it works fine yeah I thought it worked perfectly did you have any anything else that really stuck out to you about this movie I mean I know it's only a 90 minute uh, kids movie that isn't phenomenal but something I know you really liked um, I don't think there's anything else that we haven't hit on yet uh, oh, I did want to mention that this was Jeff Fowler the director it was his first movie he ever made first feature feature length film he ever made that's and pretty cool on that note I say well done sir for, yeah absolutely for this being a very your very first feature 
very first movie, full-length movie you've put out into the world. Could have done a lot worse. I know a lot of directors who have. So, Yeah, no, that was, it was really enjoyable and it exceeded expectations. And I think the second that the first trailer came out, I think everyone's um, expectations went out the window or they thought that this was going to be the next meme movie. Yeah. Uh, and it was it for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But it was way better than I thought it was going to be. You know, it's not, it's not going to ever have high critical acclaim, but I was, we were talking about this before we got on the last podcast we did was about extraction and yeah. I would much rather watch this movie again than extraction. I would too. Yeah. Um, so if that says anything, <laughs> yeah. Probably not too much, but if it says anything, uh, if we're, which sequel are you looking forward to the most? I think it's oh, pretty easy answer. But. Yeah, 100% Sonic. I don't want, there were no rakes involved with this movie. So. No, no, no. Uh, and no characters named Rake. So. No. Um, did you end up watching all of, did you know about the end credit scenes? Did you see those? I accidentally stumbled onto them. Okay, so you have seen them. I, I saw them. Yeah. Uh, we watched the movie and we just kind of let the credits roll out. And then like a, a scene st- like popped up and I was like, what's happening? And then yeah. it did it again. Yeah. So yeah. I just didn't know if you knew because it's not one of those movies where you're expecting an end credit scene. Yeah. You could easily be like, Oh, I guess it's over. Let's just turn it off. And then like two scenes happen and you're like, what? And that's when you know that they're really planning on doing a sequel. Um, and they've even announced, like within the last month or so, that they are mm-hmm. for sure going ahead with a sequel. So I'll watch it. Yeah. And you said you haven't seen Detective Pikachu, right? I have not. So I have. And I I don't know which one I like more. I probably like the Pikachu one just a tad bit more. Mm-hmm. Not, not really anything. Like, I don't love either of them particularly. Um, but if I had to pick one to watch right now, I'd probably watch Detective Pikachu. But Sonic uh, is is worthy and is probably one of the best, not probably, it's one of the best video game movies ever. And I know it's not saying much, but it, it is. Well, those two are the highest grossing of all time. Uh, I'm more what's, familiar. What's after that? Like, oh, I have no clue. Dragon Ball Evolution? <laughs> or wait, no, it'd be like... Uh, Tomb Raider or like something like that. What's that uh, Adam Sandler movie, Pixels? Oh goodness! <laughs> yeah, there's been some awful ones, and this one's not that bad. No, um, it's perfectly fine. If you need something to watch uh, this summer, with no summer movies really coming out, um, this is a perfectly harmless one to watch uh, with kids, or in my case, by yourself. Uh, you can really just uh, sit down and watch it with whoever, and just have a good time with it. Yeah. Uh- definitely worth the four dollars uh to rent it Um, so if if you're worried about wasting your money you're not going to waste your money uh because you're not going to spend that much money to watch this nope uh for the ones that are on currently available to rent i would rank it pretty high up there Mm -hmm. Um, i haven't seen scoob yet but i've heard awful things about it so that's a bummer so i'm not sure i plan to watch that but i like uh, the cast for scoob so that's that's a pain in the butt I do too, but maybe rent Sonic and and watch that instead, or maybe watch Goob. I don't know, but check watch out Sonic. Sonic. It's watch not Sonic. bad. Uh, it's a good time. What would Laugh. you give it out of five? 
I would probably give it a three out of five. I don't, where do you land on it? A little higher. Uh, I'd probably say a three, three. Okay. So if you had to like rate it on letterbox and you don't get to choose a three, three, would you go three, five or three? Oh my goodness. I mean, my three, three is closer to three, five than it is to three. So yikes. Do I want to give this a three, five? (laughs) Dang. I don't know. I don't, I'll, I'll give it a three, five. Just, there you go. It gets those extra, uh, point two because i'm i have a man crush on ben schwartz so there you go well i i gave it a three which is still a positive review i still liked it i still had a good time with it uh would watch it again probably will at some point Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's one of those movies this year with not a whole lot coming out um that i totally recommend checking out um just because there's not a whole lot of selection and the selection that there has been hasn't been particularly great. So uh, this is definitely, definitely up there for 2020 releases for me. Zach in 20 years, when you have kids and the Sonic cinematic universe has taken over the world, (laughs) we will remember this conversation. We will remember this right here. When we reviewed the first movie, that was kind of good. (laughs) We'll we'll reminisce. Who knows? This could be the Iron Man one. And in 20 years, we have the cross. Yeah. <laughs> when we get the uh Captain America Civil War equivalent with Pikachu versus Sonic or something or the yes. Super Smash Bros movie. Yes, okay. I'm here for it. Those are movies I would like to see personally, but we'll I'm see if we you. ever get those. <laughs> those would be fun. Yeah, man. Do you have any last thoughts on on Sonic or or whatever else with the movie? Give it a chance. It's worth it. I that's the best I could say. Um don't get caught up in the memes yeah and if here's what i'll say if you're one of the people who tweeted yes the directors at the studio at whoever else for the after the first trailer came out and you berated them with tweets saying you wanted the movie changed and you have not seen this movie or you you watched it illegally pay money to see it yep because they changed it for you and if you were all up on twitter yelling at them for making sonic look bad and then they fixed it and you have not seen it or watched it illegally you need to see it and if and if you still don't like the movie it's you were never going to like the movie like they fixed the anything that you might have had an issue with so watch it pay money support these people because the four dollars at the very least yeah you don't even have to watch it just pay four (laughs) dollars yeah exactly uh but yeah again just and stop complaining support it yeah, actually support it because in this day, I, I don't usually support big changes um, to to movies that are fan inspired. Um, mm-hmm. The Snyder Cut actually makes me want to vomit a little. But um, with this one, I feel like the movie was better off for it and wanted I want the movie to be rewarded for the work that they put in to make it look the way it does. So, yeah, please, please, please spend money to watch it, please. Absolutely. That's all I'll say on that. Please. Well, Austin, man, thanks again for joining me to talk about a perfectly average movie, Sonic the Hedgehog. Hopefully the next episode we do will be about a movie I have seen six times. Now, that is a lot of times to watch a perfectly average movie, but I have seen it six times and can almost quote it. So we'll get into what that movie is when we, when it's revealed what we're doing, what movie we're doing. But this is one that... Uh, 
I don't want to say it's a special place in my heart, but it's probably the one I've seen the most out of all the movies we've done so far. Well, besides the other guys. Besides the other guys. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. It'll be so much fun. Yeah. Well, man, thanks for, thanks again for, for joining and uh, we'll get a new episode out soon. I know we took a week off, uh, but I'm excited to put out some more episodes here soon and, and get back to it. And be sure to follow the podcast. Thanks for having me on. uh, Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter. Uh, there's a new Twitter account for the podcast at perfectly AVG pod um, at perfectly AVG pod. Follow it over there for updates on episodes, uh, what movies we'll be talking about um, and all that sort of good stuff. And be sure to follow us both on Twitter individually. Austin, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, at Sauston Garrett. Cool. And you can find me at the Zach Leslie over there on Twitter and talk about a lot of things. Uh, right now I'm talking about a lot of things on Twitter spanning a lot of different subjects and topics and whatnot. Um, So yeah, be sure to follow us over there and be on the lookout for more episodes soon. Thank you. See ya. Thank you.